1: 2080. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council.
2: It is absolutely necessary that we all get together. We work together, we respect each other,
3: we like and love each other.
1: And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio and internet history. I'm getting tired of people running for me in the ring.
3: Mike Tyson, uh, Holyfield, you a bunch of bums. Stand up and be a man and fight a real fighter. Pedro Fernandez. Dames y caballeros, bienvenidos ladies and gentlemen emanating, coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports by live studios, check it, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide on WBC TV often imitated but never duplicated 37 make that 38 plus years now of knocking out all bums who am i my name is pedro fernandez i'm your ever so modest host and when i say modest think cap straight up i'm a four-time golden glove champion and i've won some awards for my boxing so supposedly allegedly i know a little bit about the game but guess what i found the average fight fan knows a little bit more has a different perspective so straight up i open the toll-free phone line open up at the top of each hour, just for you people, straight up one time 1 eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's 1 eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. That's the listener line. You can always also text us here in the studio, the text line 415 275 1613. That's 415 275 1613. If you're listening to the show live, it's Merry Christmas 2021, 12 25 21. If you listen to this delayed on iHeartRadio or SiriusXM Radio or, Sirius XM Radio or I mean, there's a thousand different platforms, but straight up, this is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Very happy holidays to you. Of course, my name is Pedro Fernandez. We'll bring in Boxing's PhD, Socrates, Palmer, talk about the year in boxing. And then at 40 minutes past the hour, we're going to go into a deep dive and a mystery. The mystery death of an ex-boxer, the guy was a bit of a playboy, an actor, all kinds of good stuff. And of course... Talk about the passing. I didn't know the guy passed away. One of my boxing buddies, Jerry Maxwell. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC TV.
1: One can have a dream, baby. Two can make a dream so real, yeah. One can talk about being in love. Two can say how it feels. Well, one can wish upon a star. Two can make a wish come true, yeah.
4: One can stand on Cancer. Alive. So many lives are touched by cancer. In fact, one in two men and one in three women will be diagnosed with cancer. At the American Cancer Society, we're on a mission to free the world from cancer. It's a big mission driven by little things like a ride to treatment, a free place to stay, a 24-7 helpline. But these little things are really the big things. Because to a cancer patient and their family, they're everything. And every day we reach thousands of cancer patients who so desperately need these services. But we need your help to get these critical services to more people and families in need this holiday season. Go to cancer.org and join the fight against cancer. It takes just minutes to donate and help provide essential support to cancer patients and their families. Don't wait more than one in three people will be diagnosed with cancer. Go to cancer.org right now and make a difference. Go to cancer.org.
5: Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income,
0: 800 760 1845. 800 760 1845. That's 800 760 1845. Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759, 800-449-1759, 800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Boxing today, Fox Sports 1. I think it's sort of cool when they have boxing on... Christmas Day, Thanksgiving, things like that. They used to do it with professional wrestling back in the 80s and the 90s. They made a lot of bucks on it. I mean, people were at home, they got around the TV, and they watched either boxing or wrestling, and um, usually wrestling back in the day. But now they're trying to put boxing. Of course, boxing is a, it's got so many different platforms. Fox Sports One is going to go with this one today with a once-beaten kid uh, from, I think, from Pennsylvania. Vito Melanaki taking on Nicolas de la Bamba. Bottom, bottom line is, looks like a couple of uh local guys going at it at Welterweight. That's gonna be Christmas Day this on uh, Fox Sports One. Of course, that's gonna come to you at 3 p.m. in the East. Take it back. 3 p.m. in the West, 6 o'clock in the East. And uh wanna mention Janati Golovkin, of course the former world middleweight title holder. I don't know. Is he having you know, is Charlo the guy at 160 or what? You know, these guys gotta settle the score. It's too much confusion. When I'm confused as to who's the king in the weight division you got some problems because boxing's my business, okay? So what I'm trying to tell you is that Golovkin's made a lot of noise about being the best at 160 for the past couple of years. So, of course, after the Canelo fights, of course, the one fight with Canelo ended in a draw. The second fight ended in a loss. Of course, that's the only two marks on Gennady Golovkin's career. And, of course, he was the 29th scheduled to fight on DAZN over in uh, Japan, Tokyo, Japan, against uh, Ryona Murata, of course, a Japanese mark. And the only thing Murata's got is he's connected, and um, he's big. Outside of that, Murata couldn't lick a snap if you wet his tongue. Uh, he really couldn't. Anyway, bottom line is Golovka's not going over there. The fight's been postponed. I think it had a lot to do with COVID. Um, of course, the Luis Ortiz is going to go on the first. Now, why do they have Luis Ortiz? Do you know who Luis Ortiz is? Not too many fight fans do. I mean, eh, Maybe it's a vague name. Bottom line is he was a Cuban national, of course, a Cuban uh, exile that came over here and immigrated to the United States. Of course, swam across here in a boat. Um, But the bottom line is he got here, and he was a good heavyweight. I mean, not a great heavyweight, but a good heavyweight, had some decent fights. But he's long in the tooth. And to put him in a pay-per-view main event against Charles Martin on January 1st, I mean, now you are— pimping off the boxing fan. In other words, the poor boxing fan that's sitting home on New Year's Eve or New Year's not having a whole lot to say, you know what, maybe I'll watch the fights, maybe I'll watch the fights. Well, not, 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 not this crap on pay-per-view. Frank Sanchez and Carlos Negron, jo- Johnny Rice and Miguel Coffee, Michael Coffee. that's a rematch, and Gerald Washington and Ali Demerson. Gerald Washington is older than George Washington. Remember him? He was the first president of the United States. That's all old Gerald Washington. So if you want to watch this card on pay-per-view, don't pay for it. Now we take it to the Bronx and bring in the Bronx Bomber himself, Mr. Socrates Bomber. Sir, how are you today? Imagine that on pay-per-view.
2: I really would I'd like to see who is going to buy that fight. Well, like, this unless is another... you're related to one of the fighters, I mean, that's insane. But
3: sock. There's these fight cards that are st- there. There are fight cards where the numbers of the of the uh, people stealing the fight card, watching it stolen totally morph the people watching it legally.
2: (laughs) I'm pretty sure they do. You know, I mean, it's a, you know, it's an international uh, thing. You know, uh, the internet has definitely uh, hit the pockets of the pay-per-view market.
3: And you know what's funny is that that people, remember remember when boxing first broke out on the internet, they had like a... Kid Antifashi and uh, I can't think of the other kid was fighting on a Cedric Christian card was like fifteen bucks and things like that. You know, I mean that's when 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 pay per view first started and they tried to give you four or five fights in this and then TV KO came along and now it's been sort of replaced for the most part by the apps. Looks like the Zone's going to try to make some uh, more moves and sign some more people. Is Barry Hearn good for boxing or not? And and take that from a perspective
2: of a businessman and a boxing fan. Eddie Hearn, I, I think, I think Eddie Hearn, Eddie Hearn um, excuse me, I think Eddie Hearn has, has been good for boxing. I think he you know, I think he's just like any promoter. Um, he is fortunate that, uh, in the past year he's been able to have opponents lined up for Canelo. Um, he packs the house with, with his fights in uh, England. I mean, it's, I, I think he's been great for boxing, um. But he's just like any other promoter, you know. He's, he's looking to make money.
3: Not like any other promoter. There was Frank Warren, Hello. of course, like Frank Warren, the one of the premier promoters in Hello. the UK. Frank Warren got shot, and then of course, and then he got shot by Terry Marsh, allegedly by Terry Marsh, and then he got beat up by Mike Tyson. So Frank Hello. Warren's been through some uh, some hell. Bottom line is, we're going to try to hook things up with Socrates Palmer once again, of course. Having issues. It's Christmas Day. Does that mean it's raining? It's raining like hell here. There's rain all over the place. And yes, we do have a couple leaks in the studio. Uh, I kid you not, there's actually water in the other studio. There's a little bucket con- containing water. Anyway, it's been raining cats and dogs here in the city by the bay uh, for about three or four days now. And it's supposed to continue. But the bottom line is we can deal with it. Uh, back to the sport of boxing. Where was I? Of course, we'll get Socrates Palmer back in a minute. Golovkin and Ryota has been uh, canceled. Showtime's going to have three fights with. All unbeaten fighters, six unbeaten fighters on January the 7th. The 15th, we get the return of Joe Smith, the WBL light heavyweight title holder, taking on Callum Johnson. These guys, Callums, a lot of Callums in boxing right now. And the man that's been on more milk cartons as a boxer than any man in history of boxing. I'm talking about Gary Russell. Gary Russell Jr. is going to defend the WBC featherweight title. Hasn't fought in a year. Going to take on Double M Mark McGuizzo. That's going to go down January 22nd on Showtime the 29th. He's got a WBC cruiserweight title on the line. And um, we'll see what happens with that. Talk about that a little bit later. Of course, Canelo Alvarez in line for a WBC Cruiserweight title fight. And February 5th, the return of Keith Thurman. This guy smokes more weed than me. And Cuddy put together. And maybe two or three other people. I'm telling you, this guy smokes a lot of weed. And there's no... no, no, no. Listen, I'm not knocking smoking weed, obviously. But you got to look at it from this perspective. He goes off into the bushes, into the woods, and smokes weed and blows a flute and that kind of stuff. I guess he's waiting for a snake to, to rise or something like that. But the bottom line is, I think that's a little weird. I think going off into the woods and, and smoking weed and blowing a flute and that kind of stuff, I think that's just a little bit weird. Anyway, Keith Thurman, uh, once beaten Keith Thurman, take on Mario Barrios, Mario Barrios, of course, Barrios losing that one fight to, I believe, Tank and the 140-pound crown of the WBA. Of course, that was a few months back. And he is trained by the... Uh, Virgil Hunter out of Hayward, California. Now back to the phone lines or the Skype line. I bring in Socrates Palmer. Now where was I when I was so rudely interrupted by technology?
2: A little flash knocked on there, but we're good. <laughs> okay.
3: Um, <laughs> we, hey, straight up though, right now, I mean, I was just talking about Keith Thurman coming back, and why is Keith? Is why? What makes Keith Thurman a pay-per-view a commodity?
2: That's something you're gonna have to ask. Uh, Al Hayman and and the people that run PBC Uh, you know um, he's fighting against uh, Berrios who who gave a a gallant effort against Mm -hmm. uh, Tank Davis uh, Mm -hmm. a while back Um, Keith Thurman at one point you thought that had the potential to be a pay-per-view star but you know it didn't seem that boxing was his priority he smokes um, too much weed yeah I think weed and, and, and he fell in love he's married and, you know, he's made some money, and I just don't think boxing is priority for
3: him. You know, it, people don't realize how hard it is to stay hungry in the sport of boxing as far as, like, you, whether you're an amateur. When I say hungry, now you're hungry a lot. But what I'm trying to say is I'm trying to say hungry as far as um, wanting to sacrifice yourself and do things like that. Once you've got a couple of bucks, because I've seen it, I don't want to mention the name, but one guy in particular who had a couple of fights with Sugar Ray Leonard, his whole world changed after that first Leonard fight when he made $1.5 million, having made $100,000 the most for like 20 fights in a row, 100 grand. And all of a sudden he makes a million five in his next fight he makes $8 million. But Roberto Duran's attitude definitely changed after that uh, that first million-dollar payday.
2: Yeah, I mean, what's Bob Arum? Uh, Bob Arum is famous for saying, "The best is to keep a fighter broke or or problems with taxes." Uh, you, you know, the the hunger, you know, and, and especially these guys who have been who've had a long amateur career. I mean, they've been fighting for a long time, you know, and and it's only, I guess, natural. You know, you 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 lose that hunger, you you lose that motivation, um, but Keith Thurman. Will probably look back and, and, and of what could have been. You know, uh, the fight with him and Errol Spence was never made when it was hot. He also had some injuries, but Keith Thurman to me is definitely on, on on the back end of his career.
3: Somebody shot me a quick text here. What do I talk about? Terry Marsh shooting Frank Warren? I didn't say he shot Frank Warren. I said he allegedly fra- shot Frank Warren. Terry Marsh was a former IBF junior welterweight champion who was retired by injuries. I think he was either undefeated or he lost one fight coming from the UK. And uh, a guy that looked a lot like him shot Frank Warren with a gun one day in the street. And when I asked Terry Marsh, did you, sh- did you shoot Frank Warren? Because the guy looked a whole lot like you, he said, No, why would you say that? And then he winked his eye at me about 15 times. So I think Terry Marsh shot Frank Warren. And of course, but, and, and Mr. Hearn, Eddie Hearn is not getting beat up by Mike Tyson either. You know what I mean? So Eddie Hearn sort of like been able to um, stay big but not get slapped around. Even Mike Tyson got, I mean, Mike Tyson slapped Don King around.
2: Yeah, I mean, sometimes, you know, he's, I, I, I've seen uh, in person uh, Joe DeGuardia throw hands with um, uh, Lou Del Val, you know, at, at, a, at a club fight. I mean, sometimes promoters have to learn how to defend themselves. Joe, Joe could fight, though. Joe was a golden glover, Joe wasn't he? Joe was a fighter. He? That's right. Joe, Joe could fight. Yeah, Joe could fight. Listen, he, that, I, I believe he beat Larry Barnes in the golden gloves. Larry Barnes? Larry Barnes, yes, who later he went on to promote. So look at that. All right.
3: Um, anyway, speaking of boxing right now, of course the lightweight division is really where everybody's attention is at. I mean, the heavyweights are sort of like, eh, you know, you've got the man being Tyson Fury, and we don't know whether what he's going to do as far as his next opponent is concerning the WBC. It says one thing, he's maybe saying another. I think he's negotiating maybe for more money because there's no reason he would want to run from Dillian White, huh?
2: You know, I, I mean – it's one of those maybe uh high risk low reward um I mean Dylan white deserves his shot. he's been the number one contender for about a calendar year. He deserves his crack at at uh tyson fury um apparently uh it may go to purse bid, and there is some controversy that if Tyson Fury is even allowed to fight in England you know about a license suspension or something like that so If the fight happens, where does it happen? You know, that's another thing. So, But, I mean, do I think Dylan White's a threat to beat Tyson Fury? Absolutely not. I think Tyson Fury probably stops him midway. But Dylan White deserves his title shot. He's earned it, and he's a number one contender. And the WBC should mandate that he defends the title.
3: Socrates Palmer, go off and enjoy the rest of your Christmas Day, my brother. We'll talk real soon. We'll talk next week. Kiss the kids. Kiss the wife. I thank you so much each and every
2: week for your time. Thank you, my brother. Merry Christmas to all the listeners. I appreciate your time. Thank you.
3: You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, coming to you on WBC-TV, which is carried by Aviv TV. Straight up, there's only one Ring Talk Live Worldwide.
0: please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. I am a non-attorney
5: spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So
0: please call now. 800-817-2968 817 2968 800 817 2968. That's 800 817 2968. Ring Talk Live
1: Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez.
3: Jake Paul starts Tyrone Woodley. Tyron, not Tyrone, Tyron. Tyron Woodley, of course, the former UFC champion. At 175 pounds, of course, the light heavyweight is Jake Paul. Jake Paul, uh, our cruiserweight Jake Paul's a a, I'm going to put this, an internet sensation, a YouTube free column, what you want. But the bottom line is, he's in damn good shape. He knows boxing's fundamentals, the ones, the twos, the threes, the ABCs, that kind of good stuff. And, and he knows how to hold, which is important. If he ever gets hurt, he knows how to hold. So what I'm trying to tell you is, he probably won't be the cruiserweight champion of the world. Probably not, okay? But I think he'd be a good attraction for boxing. And the fact that he's willing to, I mean... He spreads the wealth. Last week, Amanda Serrano fought on his undercard. Amanda Serrano, of course, considered one of the best fighters in the world as far as females are concerned. She's like forty-two and one, something like that. Anyway, a multi-division champion. Um, she made two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars fighting under Jake Paul's card. I mean, she couldn't have made it. probably the most in her life. She's made like twenty-five grand, maybe fifty, maybe fifty somewhere if she got on a TV show and she was the main event. But I don't think so. So, two hundred seventy-five thousand bucks for fighting underneath Jake Paul. Of course, Jake Paul knocks out Tyron Woodley and some of the boxing people, as evil as they are, as jealous as they are, they are like the worst people in the world as far as insecurity is concerned. They see this guy coming in and snatching away some of the crumbs, you know, snatching away some of the crumbs, talking about the pay-per-view crumbs, things like that, because he's doing this thing either on Showtime pay-per-view or some other form of pay-per-view. And, of course, eventually, he's going to get into a, some type of a mega fight. Well, the mega fight looks like it might happen next. And when I say mega fight, because... It involves a Mexican... Of, of great national prominence. We're talking about Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Of course, Chavez Jr., famous for me for having sex in the shower before having a fight at the L.A. Forum. How do I know that? The referee told me, Hector. Not anybody else, but the referee told me. Um, but, uh, yeah, he, the referee went in to give him uh, final instructions because they don't give the final instructions in the center of the ring anymore. They give it, uh, you know, during the, in the dressing room. So uh, this referee, who I won't name because he – take that back. He, yeah, I, anyway, I'm not going to name him. But he goes into the dressing room for Julio Cesar Chavez at the L.A. Forum, the Inglewood Forum, uh, the Great Western Forum, call it what you want. And the trainer says, well, ma, he's not available right now. What do you mean he's not available right now? He was in the shower banging some girl. Bottom line is having sex in the shower, of course. This is before a fight, a 10-round fight at the L.A. Forum, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. So Chavez Jr., at one point in time, uh, ascended to the WBC middleweight crown. looked like he was a dedicated guy for a while there. His father had him under control. And when I say under control— I know this sort of sounds a little diabolic or a little um, over the over the top, but you heard Socrates Palmer say, you know, sometimes the best fighters either in trouble with the law or they got tax problems or something like that. In other words, in order to keep them focused, I mean, you have to keep fighters focused. This is not an easy thing to do. It's just not. I mean, getting up in the morning, running five, six, seven miles sometimes, and then having to do other types of workouts during the days on your off days, okay? This is not an easy game. It's just not. And the bruises that you take, people don't realize along the way. You know, you take beatings, uh, whether you're good or not. You're going to take a few lickings here in the gym, and you get caught with a shot here and there. Not beatings, per se, but a, a good shot here and there. It sort of wakes you up as to how violent this game really is. But now back to Jake Paul. Him and Julio Cesar Chavez, Jr., be a mega, mega fight on pay-per-view. The Mexicans will get involved. Yeah, yeah, a little curiosity will be there because I think for this fight, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr. will probably get involved with Junior's preparation. Of course, Junior weighed 175 pounds for this last fight. He's probably like a, I remember when he turned pro, he was like a junior middleweight, like a big welterweight, like 150 pounds. And now he's fighting at 175, held the title at 160. But him and Jake Paul, I think it's going to be a mega event. In fact, there's been an offer out there. Evidently, he was offered $3 bucks to fight Jake Paul. How can you turn down three million bucks to fight a guy with four fights? Good Lord, man. Three million bucks and plus, a, oh, oh, three million guaranteed plus a cut of the pay per view for Julio Cesar Javis Jr., who was a winner last week, a 10 round decision winner down there in Mexico. So evidently he's on a bit of a roll. Looks like he's uh, trying to discipline himself, but the mega event. The mega event of 2022 is probably going to be involved Jake Paul. Everybody's saying to me, "How can you say that?" It's just you know, I mean, I don't think a Canelo filing the uh, Okubu, the WBC cruiserweight champion, if he's successful, I think in January has a fight in January. But if they were to fight in May, and when Canelo has this guy come down to 190 pounds, a 200 pound champion, I don't, you know, I don't think that's going to do better numbers than Jake Paul and. in Julio C. Javis Jr., I just don't think it will. I think it'll be the mega event of the year. Everybody laughing at me right now. You're laughing at me. Listen, the guy sells tickets. I couldn't sell like I couldn't sell fifteen or twenty tickets of my time. Maybe twenty tickets. I mean I look out there in the crowd to be like, you know, a couple thousand people in the crowd, maybe eight people I know. It's just the way it is, okay? It's just the way it is. This guy sold fifteen thousand tickets twice. Once I think in Atlanta, and last week I think in Florida. So he sold, like, out, he sold out arenas. How many guys can sell out arenas? Not too many guys. So give him his credit. Give him credit where he's doing As I said, he's spreading the wealth, paying the people on, on the undercard. Fighters can't wait to get on his undercards. I mean, if you were a free agent right now, you'd be vying to get on Jake Paul's undercard because he pays. You no know doubt about that. So Jake Paul, uh, a boxing sensation? No. Internet sensation? Yes. Will he become world champion? Probably not but he'll be exciting along the way. And guess what? He's bringing a, a, a different group of boxing fans. I mean, these, these people aren't, they really aren't boxing fans. They're like Jake Paul fans. So they're like, hey, let's watch some boxing. So anyway, they got into boxing. If you're bringing more eyes on the sport, you're doing a good thing. And Jake Paul's doing it in a big way. Now, the WBC heavyweight title, of course, is supposed to go down with Dillian White, being a mandated as the number one contender for a WBC heavyweight title holder and the linear champion, Tyson Fury. Fury's got a bit of a problem with that. Fury doesn't want to fight in England. Fury's, as, you're, as, as, as uh, Socrates Palmer alluded to. Listen, the reason why guys want to get out of England and almost leave England is the taxes. I mean, I knew a guy that lived on a boat so we didn't have to pay taxes. The taxes are like 50 or 60 or 70%. If you made like a million bucks, you got to pay like 600 bucks, 600 grand in taxes. I mean, it's, it's astronomical. It's ast- It's astronomical. I kid you not. So people want to get away from the English tax system. And, I mean, Mickey Duff. Mickey Duff, that's not his real name, but that was his boxing name. He was a manager, probably the smartest boxing man I've ever met in my life, pound for pound, International Boxing Hall of Fame. I go on and on, but what a great manager and what a a great mind he was. But uh, he didn't want to pay the British taxes, so he lived in a boat. The boat was like 10 miles, this big old boat, and he lived like 10 miles off the the coast. And that was cool until a big storm came and rocked his boat around. He almost died, this and that. So Mickey said, screw the taxes, I'll pay them, I'm going back to the UK. So evidently money, at the end of the day, wasn't uh, the root of all evil when it came to Mickey Duff, may he rest in peace. Straight up, somebody asked me the other day, why don't you have substitutes on your show? Why do I need subs? I mean, we don't do the sub thing. I mean, I did the sub thing back in 93 when I went and did the uh, brawl at the wall. Of course, that was the first broadcast from the People's Republic of China. A Leonza Barber defended the WBO light heavyweight title, I think against, uh, I can't remember who it was. Anyway, bottom line was... Um, We went over there, and I said to Steve Vender, who was a local private investigator. It wasn't at the time. At the time, he was a local boxing writer, but he became a local private investigator, as did did I. And um, I said, well, why don't you want to do the show for me? And he said, yeah, I'll do the show for you. So it was down at the KEST studios, and that was down on the waterfront now, and now it's like Mission Bay. It's like, wow, can I say that place used to be the ghetto, and now it ain't the ghetto no more. But the bottom line was I let Steve Vender do the show, and Steve Vender went out. It was a half-hour show. No commercial break. One commercial break. And um, because I said, you know, can you do this? He said, yeah. So he and his his buddy went down there, and they got drunk as a skunk. And they were calling Don King, the N-word, all kinds of crazy stuff, okay? So when I get back, um, I'm in L.A., so I call my answering machine, and there's, you know, there's like 95 beeps on my answering machine, like 95 beeps, and like every 10 beeps is a call. And man, who was it? Who was it? It was the station manager. He kept calling, You no good, SOB. I can't believe you let that go out on my air. Blah, 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 blah. That's why I don't do substitutes on this show. Uh, I'll do a recording once in a while, maybe a, a, a pre tape or something like that. But either that or a live show, that's the way I do it. Straight up, I don't let anybody do my thing. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside. Look into the world of boxing and MMA. This is the Saturday edition coming to you live on Sports Byline iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the American Forces Network. I keep going and going and going. Cable radio. Final minus, this is Ring Talk, and it is Worldwide.
5: here at Alico.com, we work hard to offer a variety of quality products at an affordable price and are committed to providing you with an exceptional experience. With our rising outdoor living brand, we are delivering high quality backyard products right to your door. Choose from a wide selection of awnings, gazebos, fencing, pet kennels, saunas, and more. View our full selection at Alico.com. That's A L E K O.com. 10% off plus free shipping on any item. Use code RADIO10 at checkout. Alico.com.
4: Call Rate Genius now.
0: 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. 800 811 7913. That's 800 811 7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application
5: based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
3: Some Tower of Power, circa 2007, they did a cover album, Great American Soul Book. Check it out. I think that's a Marvin Gaye tune. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing and MMA. We take it back in time, folks, talking about one of boxing's boxing's, uh, how can I put this, characters. Boxing, of course, boxing, the boxing world is full of characters. One time, at one point in time, there was a guy named Bobby Diamond. I remember this name. It used to be in Jack Fist column once in a while. Jack Fist was the preeminent boxing writer here in San Francisco for like 35 or 40 years. But the bottom line is, I read about this guy by Bobby Diamond, never saw him fight or anything like that, and then he died mysteriously. And of course, his mysterious death has never been solved or anything like that. So for that, I bring in somebody that knew, Mr. Bobby Diamond, Cindy Molina. Cindy, how are you today? It's Mary Molina, and Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Mary Molina, I blew that again. Why, Cuddy, why did I write, why did I write down Cindy? Um, anyway, so tell me about Bobby Diamond. He wasn't the most accomplished professional fighter in the world, but he was a movie actor. He did his thing. What was, this, what was he about?
6: Well, he was different, and because of that, he fit into San Francisco perfectly. Um, you know, he was the kind of guy where you swallow your blood and you keep on punching. That's an old boxing uh, term. It's been around forever. Probably goes back to way, way beyond maybe Jack Dempsey. And um, he had a swagger.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: He was a badass, but he was also a very deep thinker. Um, I think that there was a kindness about him, if you will. Uh, I believe his mom's name was Mary, the same as mine. Okay. And I think he held her in a great deal of respect.
3: Okay. Well, then, uh, let's, let's talk about how did he die?
6: Well, this is a speculative, of course. Uh, the word on the street was he was murdered but of course I can't prove that and I don't want to say that and I don't want to start a ruckus but that was just a smack that was talked on the street. Um, I do know that he was a guy who you knew exactly what he was thinking. He could be verbally abusive if he didn't like you. He was horribly verbally abusive.
3: So he was are you but trying to uh, he a like a, was he a drunk?
6: Was he
3: a drunk? That's a, there's, well, no, we no, 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 you, you, uh, you didn't have to delay to answer that. Was he a drunk, yes or no?
6: Well, uh, what are you talking about, like stumbled down drunk like a jerk drunk? No, no, was he
3: a, was he a functional alco- functioning alcoholic?
6: He was a drinker. He was a drunk. Well, okay. that's your... Well no no I'm, I'm no, I know
3: no. I've got alcoholics in the family I just I tell it like it is you know and being a former policeman I think I know a little bit about alcohol but his real name was Robert Hulak and were correct Yes correct Okay he was only 44 years old but here's what here's what here's why I found the intrigue when I was reading a little bit He was on he was waiting on some type of pre-trial motion with the federal government. Why would he have contact with the federal government, and was he under, char- was he under federal charges
6: at the time, do you know? There was a lot of speculation about that, and um, you know who knew more about it, who was probably closer to him than anyone aside from his mom? Was uh, my dearest friend in the world, who's gone now, Jerry Maxwell.
3: Jerry Maxwell was one of the uh, was an integral part of the Northern California Retired Boxers Association. Has been for a long time, and I didn't know he passed until until last week. So may he rest in peace. But Jerry was Jerry was a solid dude. But back to back back to this guy. He 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 wasn't all that good of a fighter. I was looking at his record. He was four and twelve. I mean, that that does that doesn't. That doesn't equate to being a good fighter. You feel me? Well, would you call him a contender? No, I wouldn't even call him that. I'd call him, like, maybe a journeyman.
6: Well, you know, you're being hard on the No,
3: no, 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 no.
6: You can't lose. You can't
3: have a record of 4-12 and and be considered a good fighter. I mean, (laughs) it's it's just the way it was. Come on. (laughs) Anyway. He
6: was a published... He was a published writer.
3: Oh, no, I, I was going to ask you to get into that. Go on. He did other things besides <laughs> Boxing. So I'm,
6: I'm trying to make a Christmas blessing here. You know what I'm saying?
3: Yes, ma'am, go ahead.
6: No, I'm just, I'm just saying that he was a man that um, impressed me in my life. I'm 74 now, and um, there's people that are very impressive in life, mm. many of them. But few sometimes make a difference either way. I think Bobby D. was a guy that I'll always remember. He had something about him. He had a swagger. He was extremely interesting. He was um, maybe, uh, gosh, you know, who's that great? Oh, Pete Hamill wrote a great book called The Drinking Life. Mm -hmm. And uh, Bobby D. could fit into that book because he would have been, Part of the fabric of people at, around at that particular time, that okay. genre of people.
3: Okay, I, I got it. And I, yeah,
6: I gotta, he was a professional boxer, and I do think you're being fair. You know, obviously, but but he also uh, was noteworthy. If you get what I'm trying to no, say. No, I,
3: I get you, but what I'm trying to but I'm trying to say is that is that <clears throat> um, officially, according to the the records, is was record, Anyway, switch gears on that one. Tell me about Jerry Maxwell. Jerry Maxwell died six months ago, you told me?
6: Yes, he died in July, and I was not informed, and I was very insulted about it. Jerry and I go back. Um, We knew the same people. We shared the same bookies.
3: How Um, old was he?
6: He was younger than me. Uh, He was 71, I believe.
3: Okay, is there any, any indication as to why he checked out?
6: No, I don't believe that his wife is on good terms with me, and at one time we were, and um, I'm not able to reach her, nor, nor do I particularly want to. Um, I, I had not seen Jerry for a number of years, um, and the last time I saw him, it seemed that he was being indoctrinated into this uh, religious zealotry that goes to his wife. And by no means do I want any of your uh, fans to say that I'm against religion. I'm not. I'm just against fanatical religion. And Jerry was a good man, and he was a decent man. And, you know, there's an old saying, do as to others as you would do unto you. He practiced that.
3: He, He did, without a doubt. Mary, I want to thank you so much for your little insight of Mr. Diamond and Mr. Maxwell. Mr. Maxwell was very special to me. You have a great day. Merry Christmas 2021, and all the best to you in your future.
6: And you too, my friend. Thank Goodbye. you so much.
3: You are tuned to Ring Talk Live worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, the MMA. Bobby Diamond, the professional fighter we were talking about, was four and twelve. He had two KOs and had been stopped four times, according to BoxRec.com. Of course, his real name was Robert Hulak. He was an actor of sorts. Of sorts. Uh, had himself. Uh, he was a published author, so I got to give him some props. He did things that I haven't done. Now, Canelo Alvarez, powerful for pound the king of boxing, no doubt about that. Does he really want to fight at cruiserweight? I don't know. I think Arthur Bedebev, of course, who won last week. I mean, Arthur Bedebev, I think he took about Marcus Brown was a Marcus Brown. Anyway, it was like, you know, he's he's a brute. I mean, you you can hit him with a baseball bat. When fights take place on TV, I started a fight off was how can I beat this guy? This is the way I look at things. How can I beat this guy? Especially the favorite guy. How can I beat the favorite guy? And if I can't beat him, how can my guy beat him? In other words, in those, I'm trying to think, how can he be beaten? Okay. And when I look at Bedebev, I just don't know how he could be beaten. I don't know if you beat him, if you hit him hard enough with a baseball bat, maybe you knock him down or knock him out. But unless you really, really hurt him and staggered him and put him, uh, set him back a couple steps. I don't think there's any stopping him, not at 175 pounds. I don't. So I think that Canelo Alvarez is smart moving to 190 pounds or fighting the cruiserweight champion, Okubu, at 190 pounds instead of fighting him at 200 and instead of fighting Artur Bedebiv at, um, at 175 pounds. Now, Hector rags that uh, Canelo will fight – B to B when B gets oh well, he's thirty seven now so give him another two years now is that what you're trying to say? But the bottom line is Canelo is the king of boxing, no doubt about that. But he's calling the shots as far as 2022 is concerned. He wants to fight this cruiserweight champion. He wants to fight him in Mexico City, and they want to make it a big deal. I mean, more power to him. He's forced to get. When you're the king, you can call your shots. And yes, he is a king, and he's beating everybody in this place except for Floyd Mayweather. People keep wanting to bring that up. He beat Floyd Mayweather. Beat him back in the day when he was very, very green had two left feet, and Floyd knew right then and there I'm gonna take on the number one pay-per-view star in Mexico, make a whole lot of money, and get him when he's green. And you don't want to fight him now, not when he's mature, no way about that, no doubt about that. Speaking of Floyd, mm, why can't he just shut the you know, when I, you know, shut the duck up? You know what I'm saying? Why can't he why can't he just go away? I mean, even if he wants to promote to an extent, why does he have to be an integral part of everything? I mean, Floyd. The act was old. When you were a fighter, the act got old. It just did. I mean, you were an accomplished athlete. You went undefeated. You were very choosy in the guys you fought, as are most great champions. Maybe not. Maybe maybe that that line doesn't deserve to be, be out there. As do some of today's champions. But um, you are very selective in the guys you fought, and I think that for the most part. You were untouchable. I mean, there's, you know, from 130 to 140 pounds, you were untouchable. 147, eh, maybe not so much. As far as power for pound great fighters are concerned, I just wouldn't put you in the same category as I would the Fab Four. I'm talking about Leonard, Duran, Hearns, or Hagler. I, I just wouldn't put you in there. I mean— I don't even know if you could beat Wilfred Benitez. I mean, I really don't. I mean, I don't know if you can beat Benitez. I really don't think so as far as size is concerned. You see, size matters in two things, pornography and combat sports. And this is combat sports. And Floyd was very smart in the guys he fought as he moved up in weight. Every guy I mean, every time he moved up in weight, he would fight a guy that either had a disadvantage here or a disadvantage there or he had an advantage. Floyd had all the cards in his hand. That's the way he always played it, okay? And the bottom line is I won't say that I won't say I despise it, the way he did things. I mean, because he did things very, very, in a very successful manner. And, you know, he made a lot of money. And when you look at his uncle, Roger Mayweather, the fact that he's dead now because of boxing, you know, he was ended up like a, uh, he was basically a vegetable. I'm trying to be careful here. Um, he, he was basically a vegetable from the sport of boxing. His his uncle, Roger Mayweather, of course, the WBC champion, I believe at 130 pounds, he won the title at 140, skipped 135, I think. But Roger, of course, had those fights with Julio Cesar Chavez. Couldn't beat him, but he could beat just about everybody else. But Mayweather at the end, Mayweather, Roger, meaning he was like, you know, he was in a hospital, couldn't feed himself, anything like that. The residual effects of professional boxing, they're very, very ugly. That's why I think fighters need to get paid up front and a lot of money. Of course, you know, you got guys now... <clears throat> not making the money they want to make because of the fact there's not too many guys out there uh that are good promoters. I mean PBC, Al Heyman, I don't know, he does his thing, but he only so he only seems to be able to promote black fighters. And I don't get that because black fighters have never been for the most part the guys that sell a lot of tickets. Sorry, Al, but that's just the way it is. When I had promoted fights, um I used to count the black people in my crowd. I mean, I have a th- I'd have like eight, 900 people there, or maybe 1,000 people at the Longshoreman's Hall down there in San Francisco, and i count the black people in the crowd. Usually you, know, usually, you know, about 25 or 30. That's not a good number. That's not a good number. So they aren't part of the demographic when it comes to selling tickets. Why is that? I don't know. Maybe it's the ec- ec- economic perspective. I have no idea. But pound for pound, Canelo's king. He deserves to be there, no doubt about that. As far as 135 pounds is concerned, Ryan Garcia is making all kinds of noise. He wants to fight the pit bull. Uh, uh, didn't Pitbull Cruz just get beat by D- Davis a couple of weeks ago? He wants to fight a guy that just lost a fight. Ryan, show me some intestinal fortitude. Show me some stones. You show me very little at this point in time, except maybe you've had a few anxiety attacks. Listen, pal, we all have anxiety attacks. If that was all about canceling the world and canceling fights because of anxiety attacks, nobody would be boxing. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Oh, you
1: When it's lights, camera, action, it's time to get the fans entertainment. The fans want to be entertained. I mean, when I'm home, I'm like anyone else. I'm just normal, spend time with my children. Ring Talk Live Worldwide, brought to you by the WBC with Pedro Fernandez. Now, more of Ring Talk
3: with Pedro Fernandez. It is Christmas Day 2021. As I came to the Sports Byline Studios today, I was unfortunate enough to have to step over somebody coming in the door. I kid you not. There's a guy on the sidewalk. It's raining cats and dogs. They're probably one of the worst rainstorms we've ever had maybe in the last... Three or four years, I kid you not. That's how bad it's been raining here, okay? There's a guy laying on the sidewalk out here with a little piece of paper over him. I kid, I kid you not, sleeping on the sidewalk. This is Christmas 2021 in San Francisco, California. Speaking of Christmas Christmas in Mexico, Canelo Alvarez, as the aforementioned pound-for-pound pound king of horse and boxing, was distributing toys in Monterey in Mexico to children in need. More power to him on that one. And Devin Haney says, uh, you know, if Tank Davis says that I'm such an easy guy, why hasn't he fought me already? Why hasn't he fought me? Listen, these guys need to stop talking. It's like they're professional talkers at 135 pounds. Boxing needs to get away from professional talkers. We're tired of it, man. These guys need to fight each other. Straight up, they do. 135 pounds. Tank Davis, of course, is he the best at 135? He might be. He might be the best at 135. But I happen to go with the champion, the millennial champion, George Cambos, of course, undefeated out of Australia, licked Tiafimo Lopez like a stamp and beat him up so bad he should have been arrested for domestic violence. Had they been gay, I kid you not. That's how bad the beating was. And Tiafimo saying, "My heart was bad. I had a brain issue. Uh, my my lungs were bad." Some doctor came out and said, it said if, "He must have him fighting must have been like." Him fighting with a 300-pound weight on his chest. He was looking pretty good for 12 rounds for a guy with a 300-pound weight on his chest. The fat, the fat, the 300-pound weight in his face was that 300-pound gorilla that weighed 135 pounds in George Cambosa's that was kicking his ass. That's all there is to it, okay? At the end of the day, Cambosa's a king at 135. I think Tank Davis is number two at 135. And guess is number three at 135. Ryan Garcia. I got Ryan over. Hey, Ryan, Ryan. Anxiety attacks and all. I got him. I got him over Devin Haney. Reason why I got him over Devin Haney is that Devin Haney is like the the email champion, the internet champion. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't do anything? And when he goes out there and fights, he doesn't try to impress people at all. He starts to go out there. Let me do what I can do to get by. That ain't enough, man. You got to go out there and excite people. Terence Crawford. He's trying to excite people, knocking out Sean Porter, the retired Sean Porter. Is Terrence Crawford fighter of the year? Friday of the year boils down to a few guys. We'll talk about it on the Sunday edition of Ring Talk Live. World. That's right. World. We come back Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 2 p.m. Eastern time. Live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, Channel 217, Twitch.tv, the Sports Byline USA channel. Of course, delayed on Veeam TV. Until next time, keep your hands up, keep your chin down. But most importantly on this Christmas day, keep your butt off the canvas of life. Much love and respect. My name is Pedro Fernandez. Until next time.